You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Fine tune of for tonight. We'll start with something which is a very sad thing in a way, but still halacha responds to it, and that is when there is a um, an aborted fetus, a child that did not live, um, a child that did, perhaps was taken to so what they thought was term, but clearly the child did not live the requisite amount of time, which is called an afa. We'll talk about aborted fetuses as well. And the locus, of course, what do we do on Yontif? Uh, we've been talking about bearing on Yontif. Does that apply as well to one of these children? So let's take a look at the Shulchan Aruch. And you can see from the letter Tzadi here on the side, but this is the two are quoting Rabbi Yaakov ben Arav Rabbi Yitzchok Halavan. So this is uh, one of the Rishonim. I don't have the facts on him right now, but I do see Tinok Shemes Betoch Shloshim. The child has died within 30 days. Obviously, after 30 days, a regular funeral occurs. And with all the halachos, according to the Shulchan Aruch, it could be done on on on, on Rishon by Goyim. Yontav Sheni, uh, with, with, even with Jews, um, violating, so to speak, the law to have that child buried. But let's say the child is, is younger than 30 days. So, so if we can see by his, the hair, by his nails, that this was a full term, and therefore, even though he didn't live 30 days, something else, it wasn't that there was an inherent issue, he was not a nefel, they feel sort of like, <sighs> excuse me, something like it's just dropped. It's sort of like the baby dropped out, wasn't ready to come out. No, it's not a nefel. Dino kemes. It's like a, a, a regular adult that had died. Even though we're not sure, but it looks like it. We're not 100% sure that the child was brought to term. The reason why we don't need to know is the rov nashim yodos vlad kayoma. Because we can go with the rov. The rov tells us it's a ben kayoma. That allows us to push away these isurim. The isur de Rabbanon, on and other things on Yantav Rishon as well. Which, of course, brings up the question, what about if you know the child is a neto? Meaning that... Um, that you, you right, we know that the child is a nephil. Well, we'll see. Uh, now, this brings another minag that was a minag that even though a child was born, was ill, did not live the requisite amount of time, the minag was to, if it was a boy, obviously, to remove the foreskin of that child. And it was interesting that it sounds like, I don't know why they would use a stone, maybe because it was so tiny, but I'm not sure why they could still use a knife. But there was some minag that it's not a regular brismila, but the orla is gone. There's no orla on this fetus, or not fetus, this baby that, that they are now uh, bearing. Now, that is also to do. I'll feel beyond Tabshani, Shogoyos. That's also to do, because that's a minhag, but it's not connected in any way 
to the, the things that we allow for the sake of the burial. And if you have a baby like this, the Ramos says, you can't bear it on Yontif if you leave it till tomorrow, which is why not, of course. So there's a couple of uh, issues here uh, about the, the formulation, the way these laws are written. In order to understand it better, let's read the Mishnah Burr inside. Mishnah Burr says that why is it that when this baby dies? Um, because if it's definitely a Nephil, it's just like a stone. And it wasn't expected to live. But now that it died, it's Muktzah. Now, if you're not sure exactly how old it is, but it looks like it's older, then you treat it, of course, like a regular person. Um, and that is the sheet of the Shulchan Aruch. But then the Mishnah brings the Eish Cholkin Bazeh. Why? Because you're not sure exactly when the date of conception was. You're not sure if you actually have nine months from the time of conception till now. You're not sure. It looks like it's a complete child. So some say, even though you have a rove, well, rove, rove tells you this was a child that was meant to live. Who knows why it died? But it did not live. And some say, the kivin the mace, it's reruva. The rove has now been, the rove is in, in a way, uh, weakened. That is the marshal who says that. He disagrees with the machaber. The marshal disagrees with the machaber and and holds that that you would not bury an FL unless you know for sure that he had lived. You can't use a rove because over here the rove is neutralized by the fact that he's dead. Because Rove tells you that they're going to live. Most babies do live. Most babies do live. This baby did not live. And therefore, you can assume that it was, wasn't meant to live, that it was an Ephel. So that is the Machlokas, the Marshal, and the Machabra, the Shulchan Aruch. So what does the Mishra say we should do if this occurs, Nebuch? He says, Yesh that you should perhaps have a Goy be involved in it. Um, and if it's a guy, then even if you're, even if it doesn't look right, even if it's a, even if it doesn't have the appearances of a completed baby, you still, it's a, since it's anyway, just a guy doing it, you would have a guy buried. So this is, the, I would say the, the, the Chafetz Chaim is noted to the Beis Yosef here to have the burial occur. Now, in terms of the uh, of cutting the orla, so let's take a look at the Mishnah Bura. <laughs> so he says, the, the Mishnah Bura says that why is we talk if we're talking about a real nephil, you wouldn't be cutting the orla off today anyway. Why? something that you know based on the way the baby looks, or maybe you did the math and you realized that this child was not a full term, but it still lived for a while and died. Such a child, you would not cut the orla off until the burial. You're not going to do the burial. So if we're talking about 
uh, cutting the orla off, it must be we're talking about having a burial. The only child, according to the Beisios, according to the Machaber, a Nathal-type child you're bearing, is a child that you go with the assumption that it was, with the rove, was meant to be a full termer and was not really a Nathal. Something else killed it. But since you're not sure, well, it doesn't even make a difference, really. It didn't have the bris. The bris is not essential to its burial. And that's the reason why we bury it and the, and the child still doesn't have the orla taken off. Now, what if that's, okay, that's the Shulchan Aruch. So if that's the case, what does the Machab, what does the Ramon mean when he says, don't bury it in Yontif? Well, we already know you're not supposed to, if, if the Machaber is talking about, let me explain this better. The Machaber talks about not doing a bris. That's clearly a baby you're bearing on Yontif. If you're bearing on Yontif, it must be one that you assume is a Ben Kayoma, that you're having, you're actually bearing it maybe on Yontif Rishon, perhaps even by Goyim, Yontif Sheni, you're doing Malacha to bury this baby because you assume it was a Ben Kayoma. But you're not cutting the Orla off because that's not essential for uh, the Kovet Ames. So then what is the Ramah's comment here? Don't bury the mace on Yantif. So the Mishnah Bura speculates that he says that maybe the Ramah is telling you, even though you have a, a you have the rove, not like the, his cousin the Marshal, that there is no rove. There might be a rove telling you that this is a baby that was meant to live. But you still aren't able to cut the orla off if it didn't have a bris. It's better even though we yesterday we talked about the significance of bearing as soon as possible, but it's better not to bury the child until later, till after Yontif. So this way you'll be able to cut mutav laniach kuroso ad achar Yontif. Because this way you can take the orla off. In other words, whatever principle there is about taking the orla off, if it hadn't have it, if the child did not have the bris before, it was meant to be done as soon as, uh, very close to the point of burying the child. That's what's somehow important, that the child ent- is interred with the orla taken off. Um, now, now, obviously, <laughs> The sign of not having an orla doesn't mean the child was sick. Was was a nephil. There might the child might have been born with some disease that made it impossible to have a bris, but it's not. But it lived till after thirty days. That of course, you would be cover on yontif. And in such a child, now let me explain why, because such a child is definitely not a nephil. Okay, not not even a Suffolk navel. Oh, it's not even a Suffolk navel because he lived thirty days. On such a child, everybody would say you cut the orla off before. Hmm. Why? Because it's a kavod. In the same way, we learned that for a mace, that you do whatever's considered kavod a mace. You cut flowers, even. So you would also, if it's a kavod for the mace. 
not to be buried with that orla on it, which is considered the sign of a non-Jew, you'd be allowed to... So a baby that's after 30 days, even though it wasn't Zochat Evabris, you would bury it on Yantiv, and you would also perform the orla, you, you would perform the cutting of the orla off, uh, even though you're not Makayim a Mitzvah with that, but that's like cutting a, a, a piece of, of, of a flower or a sweet-smelling flower that you're allowed to cut on Yantiv for a mace. So that's in terms of the Machaber. We saw the Marshal argument, the Machaber and the Ramah. Machaber says, bury the mace, who is a, uh, um, you treat it with rove, you treat it like a, uh, like like he's over 30 days, even though um, he did not live 30 days. However, we cannot be matir the taking off of the uh, of the orla because there's still a suffix even with the rove. We have the marshal um, that says that when it comes to um, the nafil, I'm sorry if, if not, if, if you don't use a rove at all. The rove doesn't help, and unless you know for sure. You're not even allowed to bury the mace. And according to the Ramah, the reason why you wait is because you want to be able to take off the orla. According to the Marshal, the reason why you wait is because you can't bury this uh, child today. You don't know that it was, you don't know that it wasn't the Nefel. According to the Ramah, true, but I want to be, it's sort of the same, they come up with the same psak. That you have to wait till after a yontif, but for a different reason. Now, that's these three opinions. Now, the Mishnabur tells us a fourth opinion. Let's take a look. Some say that no, that even some child you know was a nephil, one that you could see that the body that, that it did not seem to have um, developed hair and nails and you knew maybe you even knew from the math how many months it was the gestation period of that child there's still a mitzvah to bury that being so according to those achronim which is the we take a look in the Mishnabura and the uh, it's the Mogan Avram and the Moruk that's Rabbi Yaakov Emden and Rabbi Avram Gabamdinger the, the Mogan Avram According to them, even a nephel is a mitzvah to bury. And therefore, if there's a mitzvah, maybe we could even have a non-Jew, even a vada nephel, be involved in the burial and have it done on the second day of Yantif. So those are the four opinions. What we have not explained is why there was this special idea of the baby having the orla taken off. So, it seems like this is one of these customs that there's a, quite a little bit of doubt about why it's important. In the Agos Maimani, which is from one of uh, the provincial, provincial Rishonim on the Rambam, Agos Maimani, he writes that the minig of taking the Orla off is not a Torah minig. 
In other words, the idea of taking the Orla off on, 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 on Yontif. Why is it that they do it during the week on a, on a weekday? Why do they take the, why do they cut the foreskin off? It's called Takonos Haposhim. Well, the child has no sins. What does that mean? Takonos Haposhim. See you in a minute. Um, the Mishabur then brings another reason for the Minig. Somehow it helps. There was life in this baby. And the baby will have an afterlife. What will help the baby have the afterlife is somehow being buried and on its body, the orva was taken off. Um, so what are these two ideas about? Uh, to explain this, let's take a look at the Dirshu notes. Okay. One reason is no Jewish child should go into the grave having the the stigma of the symbol of the non-Jew, which is the Arwa. That's a very, that was maybe one reason. The other reason is what we saw about the from the Mishnah Burah. What did that mean? That every child, even one that wasn't meant to live, We'll have Tchiyas HaMesim. That was the belief. And therefore, why does he need to have the Orla off? Im lo mohu shu ben goyim. In other words, he's going to be united. Somehow, this little baby will be united with his parents, who have already passed on probably by that time too. And if the child has the Orla off, he can somehow be part of that family unit after the the after Trias Hamason. It's a very interesting idea. Uh that somehow there's gonna be like a family unit that they're all together and it's only a baby and the way he, he sort of like gets the great Trias Hamason, although he didn't do any many mitzvahs, was that if the or was taken off. Uh Rabbi Kivalevich? Yes. I think the the reason for a lot of it um, is Kabbalistic, in terms of the you know there's a limited a number of Jewish souls and they all have to be actualized right fulfilled uh, for the redemption to take place. So we kind of are speeding up the redemption that way. The more we complete, even though it was a mm-hmm. um, in maybe a physically the inc- incomplete person, but we kind of make him complete to be counted as another soul. Yeah. Okay. I hear what you're saying. You're saying the idea is the Medrash says that ain't ben David bo Correct. All the souls that needed to come down into this world. Well, the soul came down in this world, but you're saying if it didn't get the Orla taken off. 
something. I think it's better than than nothing. It was something was done. It sped up a little bit. I think that's what it is. Yeah, it's. But again, the Mishabur uses very strong language, as if there's going to that it's 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 crucial to the Tchias Amesim experience of the child. Um, yeah. The third, okay. what we saw is that it somehow helps the sinners. What does that mean? It helps the sinners. So the I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> but the, um, you know we have the neshamot of the sinners get, get some kind of a chance in the Gilgal, and maybe that baby was the Gilgal of another neshama that was a sinner. I'm sorry. Right, so, that's so there, I I would agree with you. If the baby had lived long enough to have the bris, right, then you could say, oh, oh, but at least the baby lived long enough to have a bris meal, and maybe it was the soul of some sinner from a previous generation. But it sounds like here the baby didn't get the, the orla taken off, and yet taking it off somehow helps. Well, how does it help? So, the medrash—I'm not sure where this medrash is—that Avram Avinu uh, stops anyone who's mohul to go into Ganem. If you have that um, symbol on your 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 genitals. That the oil is taken off, Avram Avinu is somehow able to stop you from the depths of hell. Now, let's say children, which was the probably the old way, they never had a bris. You, you never, you cry, you bury the body. So, what does God do? Um, God <laughs> says, "Ah, oh, there's an orla. There's an orla. There's an orla." I'm going to use that Orla to to nix some of these other adults that Avram is saving. In other words, Avram is saving all these Rishoyim, who at least had a bris milah, right? Who really deserve to have their hell, to have their punishment. So it's sort of like a game between Avram and God. So Avram is saying, oh, bris, bris, bris. He's not going to get him. He's not going to get him. But then you have these, these sinless children with the Orla. So God takes their orla and he puts it on the patient. So this way, aha, you see, I've got an orla for you. I've got an orla for you. And this way, Avram Avinu's magic can't work. That is what this, again, now you're right, this all sounds like it must be Kabbalistic. Otherwise, it, it really is quite strange that, that, that if they go down with the orla, that gives God the right to somehow override Avram Avinu. Now, um, this uh, discussion about why you do, why you cut the Orla off, is it because of um, somehow helping that small child have a Trias Amesim and life together with his parents? Or is it somehow about um, protecting the, the, the great mass of evildoers that they will be able to be saved from Gehenna. Um, so the Noda Behuda actually spoke about this, the great poster of Yechezkolando. And he said, I've seen two reasons behind this. If you say it's because it somehow helps this, this infant get Chiyas HaMesim, so it would seem, he says, that should argue for the Nafel 
to not just be buried on Yontif, but also since you're burying him on Yontif, you should do the take the Orla off on Yontif as well. But if it's the reason, because it somehow helps the 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 Rishoyim, that Avram, as Avram is able to win the game against God because God can't use these Orlas. Um, so that's nothing to do with this mace. And therefore, even if you want to say that there's a mitzvah to bury a, a Nefel, there would be no mitzvah in burying this one. So that is the, um, that is what the Nodibiyuda uses, what seems to be two very wild mystical ideas and you know they seem to be very you know i would i wouldn't call them um uh super you know sounding superstitious or so but alpipshuto they sound a little bit strange for us to understand it but the nadibud is able to see a halachic nafkamina between these about whether it has to do with the child or it's doing with helping someone else what could be by the way the mitzvah of of bearing a nephel a nephel, you know, if you know it was a nephel, you can't be considered a murderer, can you? Um, would you be considered a murderer on a vade nephel? I don't think so. Um, so why is there a mitzvah to bury the nephel? Um, so the Mishkabura give brings the svara here of why there's a mitzvah. The af eno mishum kvod when it comes to someone who we know should have lived or could have lived or lived more than 30 days. So there we have the psukim, kovar tikbarenu, lo tolines nivloso. There's an ase and a losase not to do the burial. But here, the reason might be is because um, he's tomek. The mace, this this even a nafel is matame. Even a nafel would make so. Therefore, the idea is is that you don't want to just leave the body around; it might disappear, it might cause tuma. So that was the reason why there was a svara to bury the nafel. The mitzvah, there's not; it's not a covet to that being. It has to do with the uh, has to do with that itself. Now, an aborted fetus um, would be a similar idea, um, depending how uh, how much of the child is there. That could generate tumor. Uh, if you have an abortion at a late period, that would be a reason to bury the. Uh, that would be the reason to bury uh, such a child. Um, the Chazanish says that he believes that the Mogan Avram is correct, that you would bury even a Vaday Neitful on Yontif. But you would not take, once the Neitful is buried, you would not open up the grave to do the bris or anything like that. Because um, even though it's not a regular adult, even opening the grave and disturbing it would probably be the wrong thing to do.
And therefore, the Chazanish says that if you're going to Paskin, like this opinion, um, he disagrees. He says, if you're not going to do like the Noida Behuda and cut the Orla off, which is what the Noida Behuda says would be a Tikkun, then you have no right for disturbing the body after Yontav. He does say that many Achronim disagree and say what you should do is bury the body. If you if you hold, you can bury the body, then you'll open up the grave and you shouldn't be, he said, that he, the Chazanish feels that that would be the wrong thing to do. So, if when it happens, it's a, it's a, it's a terrible thing to deal with, but it's, it's interesting to see the directions that there are in this case. And let's talk about uh, the Minag, when we talk about the Minag of the Heber Kedisha and the Minag of uh, the minig of, of what you should do when somebody has died. Let's take a look. Uh, so it's the night of Simchas Torah, someone has died. So according to the Shulchan Aruch and the way things were done until very recent, until recently or whatever, the last whatever recent times, a burial would be happening on Simchas Torah or on the last day of Pesach, second day of Shavuos. When would the burial happen, though? Mashkimim v'kovrin so kodem We do the burial before you go to Davin. Let's say the person expires when it's already daytime. So even though they haven't yet gone to Shul, what do we do? Kovrin, we wait till after you eat. Kovrin also achar achiva. Now, here, we look in the Mishnabura. He says that it sounds like if he dies during the day, you should wait till the afternoon. Yesh, that's what the Machaber says. Yeshakos will some disagree with the Machaber. And they say, and again, surprise, it's the Marshal who disagrees. The Marshal says no. If he dies in the morning, you don't wait till the afternoon. You know what you should do? Bury him. Mutav lekavro b'shosh omer piyutim. Remember, especially in the Ashkenazi world, davening takes a long time. You know he died. V'yazmino asar b'neyadam. So you'll get ten people. All right, so you have ten people who missed the long, long yont of davening. They were out there getting the body buried, which was the right thing to do. Now, um... The marshal wondered, let's say, you can't just do a 10-person burial. The person who died is the rov of the city. So you can't just have 10 people involved. Everybody would like to be machabed the mace. You, know, you can't stop davening. You can't be mavato the davening. So he says, What you should do is like this. Wait till after davening. The whole community walks with the uh, with the person. Um, again, we're assuming the basic forest is not outside of the tchum. So he gets the kavod of the whole community there, and then you leave a group there, but you don't do the actual burial 
you go to eat first. And then you bury him. Because we don't want, we want people to have simchas yontav. Now, let's say it's not going to take a long time. They've got the grave dug. Okay. The tachrichim have been made. So, we're, we waited till davening was over. So, let's, let's all accompany the great rabbi or the, the, the parness of the city. Let's accompany him after davening to the funeral, to the cemetery and bury him even before eating. Because this way everybody will get home and have simchas yontif. That would be better. Why would that be better? Well, logically, once you're there, you might as well do the mitzvah. But the Mishabur has another reason. Because we know there's a Pusik in Parshas Achrimos, Losochu al Adam. And there's many drushos on that Pusik. It's not just, it's not about eating blood, although that's one of the things, but it's also about um not eating before davening, losochol adam. There's also, losochol adam means don't eat if you've got to put dam, someone whose blood is all run out of him. Don't eat before it's time, before you bury someone. So that's one of the drushas. So it's possible you want to be able to do the burial. And that's why we, you know, again, the burial is done even before davening, assuming he dies the night before. Um, again, in Erev Pesach, there's a whole discussion about this, what you do if someone dies Erev Pesach. Um, there is... Um, there's a svara that the Mishnah brings if it happens on Erev Pesach, not on Yontif. Um, let's say that you have a very little time, and if you bury him early, you won't be able to go eat chametz. It's better to leave the body and bury afterwards. And the reason is, of course, um, we don't want you to be rushing in the burial, so you should run home to eat. The burial, the Mishnah Burra says in Hilchas Pesach, should be done orderly and should be done pimesinus. Um, and definitely you don't want to have it that if it would be on an air of Pesach where you have very little time, if you would do the burial early, what you'd be afraid of is that they're going to come back and they won't, they'll eat chametz too late. He wouldn't want his burial to result in, in the fact that an Avera was done. Um. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.